Hello and welcome to Living a Broadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. My name's Eric. My name's James. Mikey. And welcome back to another week, everyone. We are in uh, we're in good form here tonight in the Living a Broadcast studios. Uh, joining you once again in uh, our Mount Pleasant location. Um, James will paint our picture in a second, but. Uh, <laughs> This is the this is the latest episode we've probably recorded in a little while. First episode uh, that we've got the beers out again. Yeah, so and by, by good form you mean it's just yeah, the first beer. episode in about six weeks where we're actually drinking. Well, yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, like uh, like we said in the first episode, it's just an just an excuse to do just this. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're here. We'd kind of not had that for a while, that kind of no. just an excuse to get together and have a few beers. No, it, it feels know. like... We kept having to get up early to phone you... In yes, Europe. Which well, I do appreciate that. Was actually yeah, only twice. But. Yeah. Well, you had your two euro wine. We were. Yeah, I had a. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was late at night, so I guess it's not the first episode that I haven't drank in a while. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, good form. He yeah. is right indeed. And again, we're looking out over a lovely no, Vancouver. It, yeah, it feels like. <laughs> feels like the early days. I was going to say, you don't think it's a lovely night out there? No, I don't. Okay. Shit <laughs> night, honestly. Or oh, it's for, gorgeous. Yeah, the Sky Train's just rolling past, so uh, there Ooh. goes the Sky Train heading out east, and yeah, back in the studio, and it's always nice to be here. Yeah, cool. So, um, what's been up this week, guys? Well, we had a little detour out to Maple Ridge on our last episode. Yes, yeah, we. Uh, or that'll uh, be a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, with the, with the timing and everything, <laughs> we've done a bit of a switcheroo Not. with the episodes. Oh yeah, yeah we've got so one. yeah. We're a little. We're kind of talking from the future right now. Yeah, or the past. Yeah, we don't. We don't need to get into too much it's of that. Don't um, make it hurt. Don't have you guys gotten any up. up to anything exciting contextually within the past week? Though I went, no, I know what you are asking. I went to a gig, a band called Dune Rats. They're an Australian punk band, so very cool. obviously it was rowdy. Um, I lost my shoes at one stage, and for an entire <laughs> song, I had to mosh barefoot, which was scary as Ooh. fuck. Um, I only got one little cut on my foot, um, <laughs> but the best part of the gig is that the the drummer, his name's his first name's actually BC, but nice. they're, they're from they're from Brisbane. Okay, uh, maybe Laura knows him. Um, his name's BC Michaels. Shout out! Um, it's just tradition for him while he's playing on his drums, he'll throw up at the same time that he plays. It's a little oh, party nice. trick that he does. Very civilised band. <laughs> Has he got Very a bucket? Cool. He and got he's a got a specialised... Bu- it's more of a trough. Say, okay, he's got a trough. All right. Because he needs a wider area to shoot for. <laughs> um, so that's... Let's try and bring up the conversation from there, guys. Yeah. I, I haven't set a high... High standard. <laughs> well, B- you've, you, yeah. BC throwing up into a trough. That's uh, definitely memorable. Did you do any <laughs> marshing in the past week, James? Uh, not the past week, but I did go on a lovely hike up to Dog Mountain. You, nice. Uh, you've done that one, haven't you? Um, I've been up there. I don't think I've done too much hiking, though. Yeah, how, so how did you get there, though? <laughs> I, I <don't> <laughs> Take know. a helicopter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so for those that haven't done this hike, uh, yeah, he just came in private helipad. This is, th- that's how you know someone... Who doesn't know how to hike when he's like, oh, yeah, I was up there, but I uh, can't remember it. how I got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just drove, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, if those that haven't done that, you drive to the top of Mount Seymour, you walk past the chairlift, which at this time of year is still not uh, in action, but give it a month and our snow will be returning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we thought we'd get in a little hike, uh, me and Laura, to a little trip out there. Takes about 45 minutes to get to your viewpoint have a look over vancouver so that was yeah just took some was, was this when you and i were last hanging out 
and yeah. you did the hike really late and yeah. I was genuinely concerned for you because so, you yeah. went really late in the afternoon. Well, I'd had the plan to do it and then uh, time went on a little and I still that was still my current plan, but I instantly switched it to the grouse grind. So that night we didn't do it, but we did it a day after. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just kept it sensible. You brought me down to earth. Yeah, um, I'm glad. And then, yeah, because... Yeah. Well, our clocks, our clocks have fallen back now. So, uh, again, like kind of the first few days where you're not ready for it. This was on November the 4th when I was going to do that. So a day after the clocks went back. So oh, I wasn't yeah. really prepared for that early dark. And it really is now getting dark pretty early. So. Yeah, I've noticed myself. I'm actually having – it's going to make me sound like an old person. I'm having din- I'm getting hungry and having dinner at like 5 o'clock now <laughs> yeah. because like my stomach is aligned with the brightness outside. So as soon as mm-hmm. it gets dark, I'm like, oh, dinner time. And then I look and it's like 4.30. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's, I <laughs> know. Wait a bit. You, you think it's getting on a bit? Check out your watch, and it's uh, yeah, still like six thirty yeah. or something. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. then Eric, you haven't been up to much the past oh, week, I assume. Well, I got up to uh, some moshing and sort of hiking. A whole lot of walking for sure. Yeah. A whole lot of uh, walking around the Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. um, it's been LA. a day after getting back from Europe, um, I had a one day kind of back home before hopping on a plane and heading to uh, Los Angeles, California with a couple friends. Nice. For any particular reason? Yeah. A big music festival down there. Uh, Tyler, the creator, a popular mm-hmm. rapper, does a festival every year called Camp Flognaw. And uh, this year w- it was at Dodger Stadium. So we went down there for that to see some uh, some hip hop music. Sweet. I didn't know it was at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Well, or okay. just outside, so we weren't on the actual baseball diamond, but kind of they utilized the parking lots and the space sort of around it, and it was a whole carnival, so it wasn't just like a music festival with a few different stages. There was big rides there and carnival games and overpriced merchandise. Well, that's typical for a music festival, and uh, really good food. And then, of course, uh, the bands were awesome. Yep. It's my first time being in L.A., as an adult, too. I'd gone there with my family a couple times before, but uh, first time on my own. And it's cool seeing music in L.A. because, um, I mean, obviously, so many famous people live down there. So when artists are performing, it's pretty common for, like, other famous artists to come out during other people's sets. And mm-hmm. uh, so did a whole lot of moshing. Oh, uh, one of fan moshing. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, One (laughs) of my favorites uh, kicked off the first day. Um, We saw a British rapper named Slow Tie, and he was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a Tunisian British guy. Has an album called uh, Nothing Great About Britain. It's uh, very good. Man after Uh, man. Yeah. Where did you say he's from? He's from Britain. Britain. Yeah. Just Britain. Tunisian. Tunisian. Britain. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, a new yep. subsection of Britain. That's so Tunisian yeah. Britain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. most um, democratic uh, country in the Arab League. Yeah, they had a very peaceful revolution. I think mm. it took place in a. Never mind. I'm not gonna. Yeah, we don't have time for the history of Tunisia no, right now. No, 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 no. We're, we're talking about LA. I did get to Tunisia though when I was 13. It was a, a lovely week. But I guess uh, it's not far from. England. No, it's it? all inclusive. Yeah. Rode a camel. An all inclusive to Tunisia? Yeah. That's <laughs> so random. Yeah, yeah I wow. know. And it's weird because you're in Africa. <laughs> but it's, yeah. It's, uh, Was that a school trip? 
No, that was uh, a yeah. full-on family trip, but it was annoying because I missed the year nine residential, which is like a trip that uh, we'll talk about this maybe with our guest when he comes on later. But uh, it's a, a trip that no one wants to miss. It's yeah, your third year of school, and it's like a big one. Everyone's chatting about it. Oh, residential, residential. Uh, and then my mum and, and dad, perf- yeah, yeah, perfect timing. Oh, we're going to Tunisia. Do you think they did that purpose? Well, uh, I, I, no, they no. timed it. Well, no, they said she was like, right. My mum was like, James, you're either going. Okay, you're going to come with us, or you're going on the residential. You pick. And I was like, well, residential. But she thought I was honestly going to be like, oh, I'm coming with you um but uh, i'm sorry mum. Uh, but uh, uh anyway eric la la yeah so slow time tunisian and then uh the next guy <laughs> saw a bunch of other great artists though so, uh my favorite of the weekend uh there's an artist i really like called thundercat he's a he's a bass player um but he's collaborated with a ton of different artists but during his set um, he's got a song on his album called Drunk. Very fitting for this episode, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's a track with Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers. Oh, yeah. And brought Michael McDonald out during his set to play the part of the feature. Did anybody know who he was when he came out? I think it was one of those situations where it was sort of like, if you know, you know. There was a scattered clap. Yeah, right? yeah. definitely. Michael McDonald, for those who don't know who he is, he, he sounds like he's, uh, he's yawning. When he sings, like, <laughs> do a big yawn and try to sing at the same time, and you've got Michael McDonald's voice. But, uh, yeah, and then at the very end of his set, um, jazz virtuoso Kamasi Washington came out and played saxophone for a couple minutes. But anyways, um, I think there were a couple events that I, or little moments that happened that weekend that ended up making news headlines. Um, one of them, so there was a mystery headliner um, that nobody knew about they when they announced the lineup a few months ago there was question marks for one of the main headliner slots and nobody who knew nobody who knew um, who was going knew who it was going to be and there was all this rumors and speculation on the reddit and stuff and people really wanted to do, wanted it to be uh, Frank Ocean but when it came uh, to the moment um, it wasn't the case and I'll get to that in a second because I decided to dedicate the entire second day. Uh, my friend Jordan and I got uh, nice and close to the uh, to the stage pretty early on in the day and stayed six hours in wow, like the tightest the fucking mosh pit wow. I've ever stood in. Um, I gotta say though, for those of you who don't know Jordan, how tall is he? Like uh, oh, he's ten feet tall. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's, he's a, a good six foot four, six foot five. He's kind of a good person to be yeah. near in a mosh. You don't want to be behind him, nope. no. But you want to be around him for an intimidation. For factor. sure, yeah. especially when it is you know thirty degrees. LA weather, um, which is what they're still getting (laughs) this time of year. Shorts and t-shirt all weekend. It was incredible. And the security had to start tossing bottles of water into the crowd to hydrate people because people were fainting around us. Oh, yeah. Did you get properly into the pit as well? Did you get kind of, yeah, yeah, you're in there. That is very contrasting to what I saw at the Dune Rats. Yeah. The band were actually throwing full cans of PBR and a yeah, yeah. Careful with that. It, it was it was to the point where nobody even wanted to get fucked up because a few bands kept saying like, "Open the pit up, open the pit up," but everyone was so jam packed tight in there that if spot. a pit opened up, it would all just like come back and people would just slam together so hard because there was just no room. Yeah, for people to open it up, but and, uh, and as a bespectacled man, is that a challenge uh, in the middle of a wash pit? Yeah, <laughs> thanks for commenting. <laughs> um, we had a we had a little backpack with us, so I just threw them in the backpack up until the point because it actually got pretty chill during the bands themselves. Like, mm. but 
during the kind of downtime between acts, people were just trying to shove forward as much as possible. You lose a valuable spot as well, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't, don't but I mean, it was it was savage out there. Like, you know, every man for themselves, like pushing forward and stuff. And uh, anyways, <clears throat> before the mystery headliner was supposed to come up, there was a rapper named YG. And at a hip hop festival that it was kind of music that leaned more towards the kind of PC, like they call it like soft boy kind of rap, like sad boy rap, you know, um, not, not the hard kind of gangster image. Uh, YG is literally straight out of Compton, like comes out with his gang tattoos, asking people to like flash their titties and all this other stuff. And, um, he's got famously a song called, uh, fuck Donald Trump, which I think living a broadcast can endorse that message. But, um, anyways, was that the encore? Was that like, did uh, he save it or did he get it out the gate? Or yeah, somewhere in the middle probably, of the Probably two thirds. Yeah, brought the energy back up. But he wanted, he's like, you know, like, I'm sure like, you know, a lot of my fans like can fuck with that message and everything. But uh, I know a lot of like you white fans out there can't get behind this. Ooh. So I want to bring two white fans up on stage and I want you to like say back home to your family, fuck Donald Trump. And so he brings, brings a guy up I'm on sorry. stage and uh, says that, and then um, he's like, "Well, oh, I want a white woman too." And so he brings a woman up on stage. He's like, "Wow, this woman, she looks like she's a school teacher or whatever." And uh, so, why don't you say this message? And she goes, "I'm Stormy Daniels, and I fucked Donald Trump." <laughs> <laughs> and it literally was. It was Stormy Daniels. Was it actually? Yeah, it was. What are the odds? Uh, yeah. Well, that was that was a setup. Of for course, sure. it was. But okay. like, he he brought her up and. But I was going to say, uh, I saw this. It, it wouldn't have been the LA gig, but I saw it where that failed. They brought up a kid on stage and I'm like, say fuck Donald Trump. And he was like, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That happened a couple of weeks like, before. But so they should. Yeah. Like, they shouldn't be forced to say something. You shouldn't yeah. be talking politics at a fucking concert. No. Like, that's exactly. not the right time to do that. I don't, I don't really agree with that, to be honest. against the machine, yeah. I disagree with you. Yeah, I mean, it's the name of the song. And if you're at a YG show, you're kind of... And like people were volunteering to get up on stage. So Yeah, if if they want to get on and... It 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 does take more balls to say no, though. That kid is just like... No, I'm good. Yeah, cool. good on like, him. Okay, everyone's shouting. It's like, get the fuck out of here. And it's like, well done. Yeah, but, good. But then after uh, we had our mystery headliner, and uh, we did get a message pertaining to this. It's actually from Jordan. We got a live message during the show. Nice. Excellent. Um, a 10-footer himself. That, uh, yeah, pertain- <laughs> <laughs> pertains to the mystery headliner. Because this, this one also made... Uh, this one also made headlines. I like which how you're was, trying to keep it a secret, but uh, by the time yeah. this episode I mean, comes out, it'll be a the couple festival weeks old. Was three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but our listeners might not know. It's a giant it's question a, mark. It just says, hey, Eric, I just heard you got back from LA for uh, and booed Drake offstage. What's it like being an entitled millennial? <laughs> <laughs> I... He Great. read my mind. I could not wait to call you an entitled millennial. He took the words out of my mouth. Uh, no fucking it. joke. Booed Drake off stage because he just was not good enough. I couldn't believe it. It was yeah. a disgrace, Eric. Well, your heard. generation. It was honestly one of the most bizarre like public events I've ever been to in that regard because the energy was so fully behind this mystery person being Frank Ocean that Nobody wanted to accept anybody else. How did the that rumor start? Was and there rumblings of it being Frank Ocean. Well, that it's, was just the. It's basically that Tyler, the Creator fans, are inherently such big 
Frank Ocean fans that anytime there's any air of mystery behind anything Tyler does, people are like, it's got to be Frank. Frank it's got to be Frank. Frank it's got to be Frank. So they only oh, got their self to blame. Yeah, f- for real. For getting, you know, Fucking expectations million. way up and painted a narrative that, you know, and uh, it just... Uh, Disrespectful. Back in James's day, when you would go and see like a a jazz band or something, you would never see him booing (laughs) someone. I was going to say, never booed Louis Armstrong. No, 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 no. no. Never booed Buddy Holly. Like, yeah, screw your millennials and your silent generation. (laughs) I'm predating all that. Yeah, Yeah. I don't even know why. No, he never booed when he'd go see an old Charlie Chaplin film. And no, you just uh, you just show a bit of. uh, discontent on your yeah. face and that was enough that yeah was stiff upper lip yeah but, but uh, uh drake was your question mark drake was our it. question marks what did you think of of it you know i'm not a big drake fan but here here's my take on the whole situation it it was very distasteful and very embarrassing of the fans to boo this guy off stage but in terms of how it was handled by these professional entertainers they kind of set themselves up for it because Drake was not the first performer on even. It wasn't just him who came out. Tyler came out and he said, oh, hey guys, so we're going to party. We're going to have fun for the next hour. I'm going to bring out a couple friends tonight. Are you okay with that? Of course, everybody cheered. ASAP Rocky comes on the stage with, uh, with Tyler and they do a few songs together and then they hug and he goes off and then Lil Uzi Vert comes out and raps a couple songs or whatever. And then he's like, okay, like... I've got another friend. You want to see him? And then it's Drake. And Drake comes out and he's singing Started from the Bottom. And uh, everyone's going crazy. And then Drake is like, hey, guys, like Tyler asked me to be here. And he said, like, he asked if I could play two or three songs. Are you okay if I play a fourth? And everyone cheers. And then the way Drake kept talking, he's like, oh, I got another one. Are you okay if I sing it? Like, he kept kind of alluding that there was going to be another person after him. It was never said that okay this is drake now this is the last this thing. is the, this is he the is last the and surprise no and so like when when he did a couple more songs and then he's like okay guys like i'm here for you i could keep going or you know i can move on and everyone's like so oh, people no, were no. booing him on he, to get somebody else yeah on. people were expected and it, and the articles i was reading anyways didn't quite fully kind of say that but so, it, I mean, it was still really shitty seeing one of the biggest, most famous music, musicians in the world on stage getting <laughs> booed, booed off. Savage but booed. So the I ca- mean, yeah, sorry, James. I was yeah. going to say, does the Canadian pride, it wasn't enough to carry you through on this? Nah. No. <laughs> nah, I'm not that much of a Drake fan. <laughs> nah, yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't even really go that far, but no. eh, kind of. He's a know. frequenter of the uh, Park Casino in Vancouver as well. I oh, heard, yeah? I heard no, he's also a listener oh, on really? the show. He said that um, on stage, too. That was the other part I was going to get to. <laughs> he's like, all right, y'all, it's been love. Um, I go by the name of Drake and li- listen to Living a Broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Walked off stage. And, what uh, a yeah. coup. What a coup. But anyways, guys, uh, that was L.A. Um, Drake was the mystery guest at this festival I was and at. We do have a guest joining us here this we evening. Do. We do. Yes. Did, uh, yeah. Mikey, anything to add before we get no, rolling? Did nothing we, did we have at something? all. I'm biting my tongue. No, nothing at all. No, I want to hear from it. the guest. No, yes. I, I. If you if you had something to say, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No, not at all. I'll keep my thoughts to myself. No, but, <laughs> no but, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have anything to say. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I worried I was forgetting something we were gonna get to. No, no. I was just I gonna bad. have it. I was just gonna have a 
digger entitled millenniums and millennials oh. again. So, James, without further ado. Yeah, we do have a guest indeed tonight and uh, actually my oldest friend on the planet Earth. Uh, wow. maybe. Do you mean in age? Wow. Is he as old as you? Yeah, oh. No, no, Adam. No, you uh, did roll him up in a wheel. <laughs> Adam came along. Uh, he came along uh, many years after I was born. But uh, now, oldest friend, uh, known each other. So this is going to chip into the facade of my age at this time. But we've known each other since three years old. Oh, nice. Um, the old uh, preschool days, and uh, yeah, so same part of England. I thought you were going to say prehistoric then, but preschool. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> BC, uh, no, so, <laughs> not uh, not sick boy, um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, we have Adam on tonight, and he has been uh, a resident now for a few years, and here he is. How are you doing, Adam? Welcome, yeah, I'm good. Welcome, Thanks Adam. for having me, guys. Our introductions are definitely getting stronger. They're more grandiose. Uh, I love yeah, it. I still felt that was a little fleeting. Yeah, we little. haven't quite got the right no. formula. It's we'll get there. It's because we're always so excited to have our guests speak, so we're kind of like getting into that kind of painting the picture a little, and then yeah. I realise as I'm saying it that no, I want Adam to tell the story. So I'm I not, think I'm like not in front of a live in. audience, you know, it would be it would get good. Yeah, living a mm-hmm. broadcast live. Why don't you do it and then we'll put a sound effect on it? <laughs> Let's test it. Uh, yeah. What, like, uh, as if we're on stage here? Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm Drake and... Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, well, uh, hello, we everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is Living a Broadcast on the Roads. Here we are. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's better. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't sound like the Drake concert. No, no. <laughs> but Adam, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for finally turning up. Yeah, better late, you, better late than never. A little yeah. bit past Building the scheduled up, yeah, time. Anticipation. Ah, oh, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, you were involved with a little bit of Vancouver news on your way over here tonight, right? Uh, yeah, you could say so. Yeah. <laughs> what was that news? Uh, just the strike stuff, which I've managed to uh, avoid for the most part. Um, <laughs> by getting rides and access to the car for the last couple of weeks, but tonight had to use a C bus. And uh, James coming to meet me at a specific time did not go to plan. Didn't the transit it. strike, a victim of it. Yeah, I think yeah. we mentioned this first back on the Halloween episode. Yep. I remember Laura brought it up. So that was ages ago. Yeah. So it's been happening for a while and it sounds like it's just getting more and more intense. And it sounds like it's only the sea bus that is mainly affected. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I can't really, I don't really want to say anything because I don't, no, Translink from listening. the side of yeah, I know someone who works on Translink, but oh, I, do? I don't know their <laughs> side of uh, other than what they're asking for, and uh, I guess the story that we all know. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but me just as a passenger using the C bus showing up and a bus showing up and then reversing out with no one on it, and then not yeah. being able to ride for twenty odd minutes yeah, in rush hours, kind of frustrating and kind of yep. You're on their side and then that happens. It's like, uh, it's even more of a slap in the face to see it pull up and then just leave. Yeah. yeah I was texting him. I was like, yeah, like here, here I, I texted him. I was like, oh, 13 minutes. I'll be there. And mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. time, I guess, which like, was 20 minutes after we said, and then I was like, oh no, one's pulling him right now. And then suddenly it's reversing out with no one on it. Yeah. So I went to uh, A and W in the meantime. So, uh, you know, <laughs> nice. hello, shout out. Is that, uh, is that part of their protesting then that they're like intentionally pulling up and pulling away without picking well, people up? Maybe I don't know what's going on. I just looked up on their website and Google Maps for times and went off of that. To prove a point, like that is pretty strong rather it's, than just not a, yeah. operating it. I mean, like, it's a dick move. Still that's doing for sure. It, yeah. but, it's, a, but it's getting their point across that they... Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And for those of you who are listening, Sea Bus is is the ferry that runs between yeah. the North Shore and the city of Vancouver because that can be confusing hearing Sea Bus. Yeah, yeah the it can be. I was confused when I first got yeah, here. Yeah, it's I like a ferry. Yeah, and and it's one of those things. Is I said to Adam when he uh, came over, finally got over here. Um, it's talking about it's usually like clockwork. The Sea Bus is a countdown timer when you're at the waterfront station. It tells you when the next one's docking in. Typically, every 15 minutes, you can usually rely. There's no traffic on the water, of course. So, uh, so to see it in this kind of state right now, where you can't go by uh, anything guarantee, um, yeah. But you made it. You're here. You're in the yeah. studio. <laughs> the other side of the water. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did yeah. I? I I don't know if I mentioned this on air. I read an article about a guy it has nothing to do with Vancouver, but he lived like in New Jersey, but he worked in Brooklyn. Have I told mm-hmm. this story? Uh, no. And because oh. the traffic is so bad to get from New Jersey to Brooklyn, you've got to go through Manhattan, right? Mm-hmm. So he just bought a jet ski <laughs> and he jet skis from New Jersey over to Brooklyn, goes around the south end of the of Manhattan and he gets oh there God. in like 20 minutes. That's the really ideal, mate. So, Adam, so all you have to do... Wear a suit? Uh, he has to wear a wetsuit, yeah. <laughs> no, probably, probably a dry <laughs> suit in winter would be pretty brutal. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, grab a jet cool. ski, Craigslist, and you're good to go. Yep. Yeah, would that be, be kind legal? of counterproductive for my work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I work on the North Shore, but yeah. to get over here to this, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Why would it not be... Are they, are they controlled well, waterways with the port and everything else? Probably. Could you do that in Vancouver? Probably probably not. No. Every, no everything else you can't do here. Yeah, I'd like uh, to think of it that you could. I would love to do that. I'd live on the North Shore if I could take a jet ski across. That'd yeah. be fun. Well, that's the thing Adam's saying because he lives on the North Shore and works on the North Shore. So counterproductive in the sense you haven't really got to go anywhere. <laughs> that's true. You're, you're yes. not buying a jet ski just to get to a podcast yeah. once every six months. <laughs> Yeah, no, getting up to Grouse wouldn't get you too far. Snowmobile, no. the snowmobile is another story. Take it up the logging road there. Yep, it's not a euphemism. <laughs> what? <laughs> Down boy. What? Yeah. Down boy. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. Oh my anyway, god! So off the rails. I had no idea that Adam was a childhood friend. No, I, I, I James gave us not much background I about you. For that you. reason, yeah, um, keeping it so in mystery. It's, it's good. So I'm guessing you're from the, the Canterbury area-ish. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, I was born in Gravesend, um, which is in the Sounds same cool. county, but it's kind of closer to London. But that was only for my first eight, nine months of my life and then moved to Herne Bay, which is where we're both from. Um, so... Born and raised in Herne Bay, spent most of our time Canterbury. Little village called Beltinge down there. Yeah. yeah. That's that's crazy. What do yeah. you think, Eric? Do you think James has a way thicker accent? I think so. Than Adam? Yeah. <laughs> it's surprising that you've grown I up would say in the same place. Because I've worked at Grouse since I've been here, so six years now, I've worked with literally every nationality and everyone up there. There's Canadians up there, but everyone up there is... Not Canadian. Some, yeah, so... Yeah. Sure. And Eric, uh, oh, do you mean my uh, English accent is thicker? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And because Adam actually has a Canadian girlfriend too, so I think that living with a Canadian too, I guess, must have a little... Quite so possibly. I've been around it for six years, so I think I've just picked up Sure. Yeah, because yeah. when you first got here, I just, I just knew you as James's friend. I, I wasn't even... I couldn't even quite pick up on the accent. Uh, well, that's the good like, thing. I, I didn't know if you were... From, it's I, just weird because people, some people immediately 
they're like, oh, you from the UK? And then some people are like, oh, you're Australian. Yeah. South African. Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty much everyone. Interest nixing, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, and that's the thing. I kept it in suspense because you know, if we go through the backstory, it's always nice to meet our guests on air. So it's always very natural, yeah, organic. Here all we the way are. back since but, preschool. Uh, yeah, since preschool, and uh, yeah, our mums know each other, knew each other, and uh, yes, yeah, and they are in the same field as well, both in real estate. Very um, nice at that time. Yeah. So um, you knew James when he had like a blonde bowl cut, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I would have. I don't rem- like. I know the pictures. Okay, for sure. okay. <laughs> Everyone's seen it's it. A long time yeah. ago. So. It's like I yeah. gave the haircut. <laughs> well, the thing is, if I I, I was going through primary school, which uh, for us UK kids, it's uh, you know till year six. So we're eleven years old when we leave primary school. So anyone that I knew until the end of primary school, they remember me as the kid with the blonde bowl cut. And then it's like because Adam went. We actually went to the same secondary school or high school as well. So same primary school, same high school. Um, both studied uh, at the same art college as well. So it's been kind of a cool parallel and then uh, yeah Adam what were you up to before you came to Vancouver uh so I guess my story once you left for traveling um with a bunch of our other friends I was the one that was like nah I'm not gonna travel I'm gonna do the whole uni get my degree come out get a job Sensible. house white picket fence dog <laughs> All that. So I went to university and I did my degree in graphic design uh, while James is away. And through those three years and all the school before then, it finally cracked me. And as I finished uni, the recession hit in the UK. And uh, once that hit, I guess it was kind of an excuse. Um, but as well, the job market wasn't great. So that mm-hmm. was my chance after all that to be like oh, i'm gonna go away so i decided to do winter seasons in the french alps so i worked i guess i did three winter seasons so five months uh of the year over in the french alps for three years on the truck so i'd go out there work the season come back to the uk find a job for the rest of the year save up some money go out again and did that until coming out here basically so that was my first real taste of traveling doing that i did some traveling around europe within that time as well um and a few visits to other continents here and there but that's kind of in a nutshell yeah, and that was the point where I came back as well. So Adam had gone traveling. That was when I came back from traveling to go to uni and do my three years. So it was kind of this like parallel. And then coming out to Vancouver, and I was just telling Adam that there's, you know, ski hills we can see right from downtown. Mm-hmm. And knew we had this winter season background. It's like, hey, man, you've got to come and check it out. And yeah, I remember messaging. I messaged James. Um, so once I was kind of over working in the French Alps and I had my certification, I sat a course to teach snowboarding. Uh, once I got that cert, I kind of looked to where I could teach speaking English and mm-hmm. yeah. being a, a good Brit, can't speak <laughs> any other language. Um, <laughs> so Canada was my sites and I kind of applied all over BC and Alberta and had a few responses and uh, the Vancouver area and the local mountains had responses. So I messaged James being that he was already here at that time and just kind of asked what Vancouver was like because I did my Google image searches and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaks for itself. Wikipedia's and mm-hmm. yeah. looked up and learned what I could and asked him kind of what he thought and he was just like, no, you'll love it. Come out here. So that was kind of all I needed to hear to perfect. Yeah. 2014 by that point. Uh, yeah. Well, 
Oh, no, November 14th, 2013. Was oh, yeah, God. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Quicker than I thought. That, that was literally... Was that yesterday? That was wow. yesterday. Six years yeah. ago yesterday. Your anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. On, the, on, yeah. on the timeline, it'll be a little different, but happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
It's amazing. I mean, I only went, it was the very first time at Maribel that I was skiing or on skis or a snowboard. I chose to do skiing. Mm -hmm. My brother at the time was living in Marseille. So I went over to visit him for Christmas and we went up together and he was a good snowboarder, but he wanted to go on skis as well to Mm -hmm. be with me. We get on a chairlift and we find ourselves at the top of like a black run. Mm. It's like the only way down. It took us like two hours to get down. (laughs) And then like for the last maybe 50 metres, we could see the end of the run. We were like, oh, let's just have a race because we're both pretty competitive. So we're like, oh, have a race down. (laughs) And we get down and crossing like the piece that I'm on is like another piece, like a green slope. And I shoot over the green slope and I somehow meet every miss everybody else and I end up on the other side and I look back and I can't see my brother and there's a little there was a little creek running down the side of our piece and I just see one ski like <laughs> sticking up from the creek bed and my brother comes out and uh he changed to a snowboard straight after that yeah. um but I mean I do wish I'd been there when I was like good enough to explore more it's of the insane, terrain because like, it's an insane mountain range it really a capable is. person to go from so you got the three major resorts because there's kind of different levels within each resort, but to get to end to end, you've got to be first lift, and it's it's an all day affair. Like to get across and then back and make it, yeah. it's a wow. full day of just straight riding. So right. a bit more than just going the the peak to peak. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a great place to get your certification though, and uh, get the the old instructing going on. Great yeah. place to be. Uh, and, and, then I was, and then I worked Valdezair. Valdezair is next door to Teen as well. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but haven't heard another of it. great nope. interconnected resort. So, uh, but going back when you're at university and you saw James off going around Australia, and New Zealand, w- were there any feelings then of like jealousness or resentment, or did things start popping up in your mind like, hey? Maybe this is what I want to do. Had it got to that point no, yet? No, no. When? Oh, you were just like he's just wasting his he's money. Fucking around. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I had either thought. Like once, throughout secondary school, we went into sixth form, and it was it was kind of like you're doing school, you have to do it. Once it got to sixth form, it was a choice: school, college, dropout, um, and sixth form. Uh, I guess year twelve and thirteen yeah. for us in the UK. Yeah, um, so we're 18 at that point. I I didn't know what I wanted to do once school was over. So I was like, I'll do sixth form, did sixth form. Then that finished and I still didn't know what I wanted to do. But I kind of weaned it down to something in the arts. Um, and at that point, I was like, I'm going to go and do kind of a overall art degree and see if that kind of flushes out what I want to do. And that was just my focus at the time and these guys leaving and doing what they're doing i was happy for them but i i wasn't jealous of them doing it and i wasn't like they're wasting their money i was just on my own path at that point and i didn't think that i'd ever want to travel that was nothing in my sights it was just i guess going through education for so long at that point when i finished it was like ah i have mm. to i have to get somewhere completely opposite of this and yeah. once once you put your foot in, that's it. And yeah, we were still in touch as well, right, going away. And yeah. um, and it was quite good, like, since I'd been away, a um, few of our close friends back home, they had met, like, a, a whole new group that had come down. It was, like, a girlfriend of one of our mates. And that kind of opened up a whole new friend group. So I came back to this kind of, like, 
like sturdier than ever like friend group met amazing people and we had like the next few years right just being like a mm-hmm. really close-knit group and kind of back to those fun days so it's coming back from traveling <clears throat> into that and then it was like vancouver after the end of uh uni and then yeah that, that it went very quick and then suddenly both in vancouver which is crazy yeah so I, I guess it was just, yeah. Th- there was never never even a, a possibility of you moving anywhere else in Canada. It was where the mountains, where the mountains were. Uh, yeah, I just applied to pretty much every resort. Saw what come back, um, and from there, kind of made my decision. Who like not that I had a ton of options on the play um but i had a couple options and uh, i could have easily ended up in the interior bc which at the time i think would have been great and more similar to uh the french alp experience but it Mm -hmm. definitely would have been a harder (laughs) transition into the summer and kind of ticking over those six seven months until winter hit again so i think it worked out for the best being that vancouver was where i chose and where i got accepted yeah, yeah, and you did arrive here, and uh, what were your kind of first impressions? Like, obviously, you had man. I remember arriving here, and you met me at the airport. Yeah. Um, but I arrived; it was November, so it's already dark at four thirty. Welcome the afternoon. So I arrived, and it yep, was dark, and season. you met me, and you got on the Sky Train. And the Sky Train was kind of a—I mean, we have the Tube in London, but we don't have a Sky Train or a Tube or a C bus or anything where we grew up. Just a regular double-decker bus. Um, (laughs) So getting on that was like the first experience and we're going to where James lived in, uh, I guess that was commercial. Yeah, Nanaimo. Yeah, Uh, But it was dark. (laughs) I had no idea where I was going, what I was looking at or anything. So the next morning was kind of my first introduction to like, I remember stepping out the door and like, what can I see? And it was kind of cloudy November, classic BC day. Mm-hmm. But you could kind of see some of the mountains. And I was just like, holy crap, like the mountains. They're are right just, there. They're there. That's yeah. like, we can I see them? down yep. the Nimo Street. You can see facing north, just grouse is right there. Yeah. So it's quite a nice premonition for Adam. Because uh, like my research of resorts in Canada, like I'm looking at peace maps. And when you look at a peace map or a ski map, for those mm-hmm. who don't know what a peace map is, it just looks, it's mountains with runs on it so and it kind of just ends at the bottom so you don't know what is beyond that you so don't in know my how head, accessible like, it is yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that must be 30 40 minutes from the mm-hmm. major city mm-hmm. and that's still close nope. and then stepping out and seeing that was like oh man like it yeah. is on the doorstep yeah it's funny yeah first impressions are a they're a funny thing yeah, especially yeah. if you're arriving in darkness. You're just like, ooh. Absolutely. I arrived in February, but it was it was daytime. I, I remember the same trip on Can- on the Canada line. My first impression was like, this place is fucking grim. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when you first take off and you're going through Richmond and over the Fraser River there, yeah. I'm like, this place is fucked. I thought people <laughs> used to say that Vancouver was like beautiful like what's going so on here industrial and you see yeah but obviously my impressions changed but uh it, it's funny looking back on them first impressions yeah that's, yeah that's for sure yeah for me i walked out of pacific central station because i got a coach over from uh from seattle 
out of Pacific Central Station straight to the Main Street SkyTrain. And then that first impression I always remember is stepping out onto Granville Street, uh, yeah, and just kind of seeing that. And it was actually straight away so clean. That's what I thought. It's just like, whoa, this is like... I was at the right end of Granville, let's say that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But yeah, that, that, that's one of those things. And I remember Adam actually, uh, after a few days, kind of was saying, right, let's go to your first Canadian supermarket, just show you kind of just, you know, great day out. No frills. Um, <laughs> yeah, down to no frills. Um, oh, the best one. <laughs> splurging on your mate there, James. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to treat you. Um, but I remember just saying what bus to get and where to go. And he was just like, how, how do you like know all this? Like, yeah, he gave like, me the tour of East Hastings. Yeah. <laughs> Taking through East Hastings, yeah, straight to Joe T's No Frills. So you said it's not like you were long lost friends. You'd been in contact quite a bit. Oh, yeah. For, for, for all them years. How long yeah. now, Right? Like, even even when James was away. It. Okay. 29, 30 years. Okay. Yeah, and it's one of those things that's kind of like, you know, whatever's going on in life. Like, me and Adam both had our immigration challenges to stay here as well. So, like, you know, it would have been whatever challenges were kind of happening back in England at the time, you know, meet up. We'd always say, like, beer and burger, like the classic B&B. And uh, then we would have, like, out here as well, no different, like, go for the beer and burger just to chat over everything, what was going on and the immigration challenges. And Adam definitely had a bit of a challenging time, I'm sure you'd say. Oh, mm. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and things have changed so much. Like, yeah, I remember back in the UK, and I came over to your mum's place, and it was still like the paper application. So you had yeah. only been over. You were back for some reason because uh, my or? visa was delayed. Yeah. yeah, so the work permit. Yeah, was you ju- came back from Iceland. Or yeah, and something. and that was my naivety though. As a new immigrant, I was like, oh yeah, I'm in Iceland. I'm gonna hang out there until it's t- the Canadian uh, application. The work permits. Um, re- released in January so I had it all planned mm-hmm. out timeline wise so I was there for Christmas in Iceland and then they were like oh the uh, permit's been delayed from January to April so massive spanner in the work so I'd like said goodbye I'd sold all my stuff I'd had all the all the kind of fresh start and leaving and saying goodbye and everything uh, and then it's like oh hey I'm back and it's uh, like coming back to uh, stay in my mum's conservatory yeah <laughs> so uh, out on the futon um so but i knew it was temporary and i knew it was counting down and it was uh it was actually released in february but i got it approved in april mm-hmm. so it's actually valentine's day and uh it was like coming up the valentine's day is like going out on a date and i was actually in, in safe what, what what year uh this is 2013 so i got here in april 2013 this would have been february 2013 so Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was actually in Safeway, which again, is it's called Morrison's in the UK, but Safeway like we have in, in uh, Canada here. And I remember having a, a basket full of groceries or shopping, as we would just say, and uh, and getting the email to my phone saying the permit has been released so i had to put the basket just left it in the aisle and ran back to my car and drove i can just imagine the scenes <laughs> yeah just james sprinting as fast as he can down these aisles yeah. knocking old people out of the way bananas bog roll rolling along the floor yeah. just like just yeah just like running knocking people and, yeah. uh, gotta and yeah. do what you gotta do yeah and that was it and sat in front of the computer hitting refresh until it was uh, the, the page loaded and that was what adam had come over to see as i like, okay i'll talk you through the process is it still like that now do you know um mikey i think well you came the same year as well and i guess different for australia we had had a limit didn't we for the uk anyway it was like five five thousand for the year and it tells you nothing remaining so you know you've got to get in that five thousand and then they they had they did have a number of australians that could get let in but it was it the number was so astronomical that it never got to that amount i think they've evened it up i think they're allowing more poms in and the re- <laughs> there is. 
Sorry. What was that? Is that a thing? No, it's because uh, we were talking about something on the way over, and I was like, I can't remember what context it was. But well, I was, I was like, like, the sea bus is late, so now my beer's warm. Oh, and that yeah, was the most like, devastating oh, yeah. part of it. Yeah, and, and I was, was like, like, perfect oh, for <laughs> us. I said, perfect for us, Poms. Perfect. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah. we won't talk. We won't talk about um, rugby um, <laughs> or cricket. Um, cricket special. Oh, I've lost my train. So, of sorry, that's, that's my bad. Uh, but no, there's there's an allotment for oh, us. Yeah, you, you would never reach that threshold. Like, but but they bought it down, so I think it's harder. Oh, okay. They bought it down, and then for the British, um, <laughs> it's been bought up. But, oh, but that's you, good. But you, you get a two year. Yeah. You get a two year now too. Whereas yeah. me and Adam, our first one was a, one, a one year. year. So you got yeah. to do everything. And Five thousand people. Yeah. It was no, it, it was. I remember my first one. Eight minutes, all gone. Yeah. yeah. I had every. What Chrome, Firefox, yeah, yeah. multiple browsers, wow. yeah, yeah, all of them open and then release, boom, refresh, refresh, all of them. A couple would crash, but a couple would work. You just start filling duplicates until and look at this smug-faced fucking Super Eric Canadian with his Canadian citizenship. It's from the Okanagan. I know. The only thing that these okay, I'll I'll be straight up with you guys when you talk about this whole like very stressful visa stuff. You know, refreshing all the internet. I felt really pages anxious just like talking that. about like, all of that. By the way, yeah, I gotta say, my heart is yeah. going quite. Yeah, I'm yeah, fucking no, falling asleep back. over here. PTSD. <laughs> well, but, uh, yeah, Eric hasn't spoken for about ten minutes. I know. He's just chilling. No, this, but what's so me dropping my shopping basket in, oh. in you know, the adrenaline is like something out of 24. I, I'm, I'm about to like say <laughs> the most privileged, yeah, the privileged thing I've ever said on this show. But it just reminds me of like stupid American kids going online, like shopping for sneakers or something, like the next rare pair of Air Jordans it's where they're like exact, refreshing the page great, over yeah. and over again, except <laughs> it's people's lives. No, right? it's our lives and no I feel like Americans. it's more like yeah. someone who's born in Canada and then they get really shitty when Drake comes out instead of Frank Ocean. <laughs> 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 Fucking millennials. <laughs> yeah, oh and then you get... Don Cherry on the air booing everybody oh who's trying goodness. to come into the country. Yeah, don't you? More <laughs> politics that we're talking about. Oh, here. man. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, his, uh, his costume, no, I was going to say costume designer, but his, uh, well, his suit designer is definitely out of business. Yeah. I'm going to miss his suit, so I'm not going to lie, but I don't like the high collar. Oh, the, uh, is he popping the collar these days? I haven't watched that guy in forever. Pop your collar. Well, yeah. You saw the latest oh. trick, the latest clip of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, of One course. Skimmed over. Yeah, we. Uh, that. That's. Yeah, that's no small story here in Canada. No, Don Cherry. Yeah, he was once on a Canadian list, like the fourth best Canadian ever, or something like that. Why don't you explain who he is and what he did? Because we've got listeners from all around the world that don't follow uh, so hockey. Don Cherry is. Seeing as though you've gotten into this rabbit uh, hole, Eric. Okay. Well, <laughs> Don Cherry out of it. Yeah. Wake up. Okay, so to all the Canadian listeners, this is going to be this is going to be a repeat. But Don Cherry is a hockey commentator. Ho- hockey commentator. I don't really even know that much about who he is, but he's been on the air for way too long and said some ignorant stuff about immigrants not recognizing um, veterans on November 11th Remembrance Day. We would have talked about this on the show at this point. Um, we recognize it by wearing a poppy on November 11th and uh, he was very mad because he was all up in arms about and I quote him saying you people um, are disrespecting our veterans by not uh, purchasing you know making a small donation to the veterans and wearing this poppy and then he got fired for it for whatever network he works for Uh, they let him go um, probably you know a decade too late 
in my opinion. <laughs> he said a lot of really <laughs> fucked up stuff over the years. He's but, been uh, treading the line yeah, yeah. for a while. And, and this is the final time, you know, it's kind of the, the times we live in with a combination of him just saying something over the line and uh they they fired him and so he kind of uh he was kind of dishonorably discharged from something he's been doing for a very long time yeah. and he wears ugly suits <laughs> really not all of them okay <laughs> i'm um, kind of disappointed when you don't see an ugly one I, I i was looking at the news story earlier and he just had normal suits on yeah if he's like, wearing a pinstripe yeah. it's like come on mate yeah, geez, all right put some effort in i think he's yeah, had, like, he, christmas puddings and stuff yeah. like he's it. probably lost his suit sponsorship Oh, definitely. But he's an old dude. He's in his 80s, isn't he? Like, obviously, I don't think his thoughts have ever changed. It's it's the world that's changed around him. We've progressed, and now his thoughts don't align with Western society. Yeah. And he got caught out one too many times, and he was becoming a liability for the station. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was just saying something that was on his mind. Like, you could see he clearly was completely blind to how his words might be interpreted in 2019 and that's the thing he was getting away with this through the 80s the 90s yeah. and uh yeah say the latest in the long line it, it was funnier during the clip watching old mate next to him who was like yeah, he didn't know like, how to react with yeah. he was like oh we're fucked for that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> should i say something bead, oh. of, bead of sweat trickling <laughs> yeah up. and yeah. now that guy's in the shit because he didn't stand up to him on air really mm-hmm. oh, yeah I but see that. you know what 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 can well, you say when you're when you're there, especially you know? in a live broadcast, you're not really ever in a position to openly stand up for something like that. Like, well, for that would have just created a lot more controversy, I'm sure. But yeah, he's drummed up a lot over the last uh, few days, and there was also similar controversy in Britain. Uh, the BBC are under fire. I don't okay, know um, so uh, Boris Johnson, our, yeah. uh, basically our Trump 2.0, mm-hmm. um, he. Uh, was uh, laying down a reef for Remembrance Day. Uh, first of all, he walked too early, so he was all he had to do was walk in a straight line and place a wreath down at uh, one of the memorial posts. Um, so he went before his queue, and then he laid the wreath upside down. And uh, during his moment of silence, he was looking all over the place like a distracted kid. Like mm-hmm. He obviously wasn't in the moment, didn't want to be there. Um, but BBC used old footage of him laying the wreath the correct way. So it's a bit like propaganda, oh. yeah, propaganda kind of like they don't want him that to That is kind of creepy. Yeah, so they've had to publicly apologise for that. I so, didn't see that. Yeah, wow. it's, uh, it's one of those things. I know we got... Uh, the, the Canadian side, the UK side, controversy yeah. on both ends. I and, wouldn't uh, thought the BBC would have did that either. Oh, what, the uh, the old From footage. the BBC as well. Like. Yeah, the Beeb. They've uh, mm. come in under fire. But they, uh, yeah. Because yeah. I looked at the footage and I was like, oh, he's laying it up the right way. And they're like, oh, no, that's from two years ago. Something like that. Wow. Yeah, so uh, crazy times. Uh, but not yeah. quite as crazy as everything else going on. We've got colleagues and friends from Chile and Bolivia, and you've seen all that. Absolutely. Well. Yeah, again, very topical. On what a fucking us. tangent this has <laughs> turned into. I, know, eh? yeah, I made a right. tiny comment about <laughs> visas being like sneaker drops online. Yeah. Adam seemed to relate to that. We, and brought then, you, uh, we brought you right back. And then we though. pulled you into this. Uh, little political tension. Yeah, we, we should know that uh, poli- yeah. politics on living a broadcast don't but, mix, but uh, we just thought we'd get... Yeah, uh, but you guys did it. You guys, you know, you know, you guys copped the, the latest visa drop and uh, you're all here <laughs> now. you got a lot of clout oh, and yeah. uh, hype beasts, if you will, oh, yeah, by being podcasts. permanent residents. Or, oh, Adam, yeah. you're a permanent resident or a citizen or... Permanent resident. Permanent resident. I've applied for citizenship. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, wow. Big okay. Come in 2020 is going to be yeah. a big year. Wonderful. Hopefully next year. 
Yeah. So, um, well, we will come back onto the tracks now. So yes. uh, yeah. So so. Uh, so yeah. Adam got his first impression. Yeah, having a good time. You've seen what's around, what's on offer in daylight, mm. and your first job out here. Uh, so I came out here to teach snowboarding up at Grouse Mountain, um, was where I ended up choosing to base myself for work. Um, so came, stayed at James's, did the usual, you land, you go to the bank, get your phone, sort out the regular stuff. And I had to find an apartment. It was kind of a nightmare going from commercial to North Shore mm-hmm. to view a house, then come back. And then, <laughs> yeah. So I'd try and get a couple out at a time so it wasn't just a, a long yeah. way to go whatever it's a long commute out there that all worked out got that secured um started working first year i was here great year snow was good um and i kind of realized within the first because i only came out to do the winter i wasn't really focused on the summer even though i had the one year visa i was like i'll do the winter and then see how things go but within those first four or five months i was like oh, i'm gonna do the full year for sure yeah, and mm-hmm. you've only got a year um, to plan all this stuff yeah and summer kind of kicked in and still working up there over the summer i was like oh, i need more one year's just a taster to, to everything and what um, were you doing up at grouse over the over the summer uh so i switched from teaching snowboarding in the winter to uh, guide and zipline tours in the summer. Cool. Nice. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, took advantage of that nice. and came up for a free zip line with uh, our friend, mutual friend Gemma, who came out and stayed with me and visited for a little while. So we went up and zipped around. Adam, uh, who's an expert guiding. Yeah. Very cool. I had the clout to... <laughs> had the clout, <laughs> yeah. yeah. pulled some strings and uh, we're up there. <laughs> VIP, <laughs> VIP zipping. Uh, yeah, so during the summer was when I was like, I'm, I need more time um, and I had to figure out what I could do and as James said earlier we came out on a one-year visa and at the time you could get your one year and apply for a second one year um, whilst you were away in the UK whatever you get two one-year visas and the same old shit in the middle of reapplying mm-hmm. refreshing the multiple browser tabs yeah so I figured I'd do that but um, at the time while I was working there um sponsorships were a thing i say a thing of the past maybe two i feel like it was even one year before me they were doing sponsorships and they'd sponsor people just for the winter you mean specifically for grouse specifically for grouse so my brain started thinking oh if i can get a sponsorship boom that's five six months that they're sponsoring me and i can get my one year i'm boosting to a year and a half rather Mm -hmm. than just getting a one year visa so that was my goal um had to kind of chase it up a bit to see if they'd do it but they said they would do it so i abandoned the idea of getting my one year focusing on the sponsorship which they said they would do um, Mm. and they did do but the company got audited once things were on the way that was uh yeah well this i I was gonna say i'm surprised to hear that grouse was still sponsoring people up until relatively recently because Cyprus had stopped doing that long, mm. long ago because you get so many people wanting to do it. It was just overwhelming for them. And, yeah. and it was hard for Cyprus because there's no summer activities in Cyprus. So you can't work year round there as well. Yeah. So they decided, I don't know what the number was, but a certain number, call it six, 10, max 10 
um, mm -hmm. people and they would choose the people based off either previous experience or their qualifications going into the next winter. If they're highly qualified at teaching, then maybe they're a can candidate for it. Um, so I went under that, but the company got audited and that mm. audit delayed the whole process. And that whole process took a year. Wow. Um, and that year screwed me um, pretty heavily because mm. I needed to act sooner on the one-year visa thing in the UK. Um, and I just wasn't there for it because I was going for this sponsorship. And I kind of kept following up with the HR board about where this was at. And it was kind of my own doing because I was trying to be proactive going into HR. Um, I went in a couple of days before Christmas. Where's my application at? Um, and they were like, oh, let's phone immigration and see. Um, and I'd been here. So I landed November 2013, two days before Christmas. So my one year is up. Mm -hmm. But I knew that if there's an application in process... Um, what's the, the implied status? Yeah, implied I'm, status. I'm implied because there's another application in process. So until yeah. that's denied, I'm implied on the previous visa, which is a working holiday visa. Yeah. It's kind mm -hmm. of a little bit to get your head around, but it's also <laughs> not. But HR phoned up, chatted to them, and asked them about my standings and everything because I told them like my visa's up now. Where where is this process? Yeah, how's it going? Uh, and that freaked them out because they're like, oh, your visa's, your visa's up? Like, I don't know if you can still work for us. Um, so they phoned up someone at the border and this guy was just like, oh, no, he shouldn't be working. Yeah, and instant. I, I'm like, he's on speakerphone as well and I'm not trying to interrupt their conversation. <laughs> but I'm yeah. start, sweat and stuff. Mom, yeah, I'm yeah. on the phone. <laughs> yeah. And Merry they Christmas. end their call and I'm kind of like trying to explain what I know. Like I don't expect HR to know how immigration works for every nationality. Just like I don't expect immigration, but they should have a good idea of out of anyone what goes on. Um, and mm -hmm. she wasn't having any of my argument that I was implied and they just cut me from working there and then. So Got a, wow. le a letter from the government as well, like you must leave Canada by. I didn't have, I didn't have the letter because, well, you I didn't that. have a letter, but they severed my contract there and then. I got let go. I so it was, it was grouse that really, they were just like, oh. Really freaked out. I guess yeah. because they were already getting audited, If immigration's right? like, uh, they didn't know they'd been audited at that point. Okay. I was just asking. Were you the reason why they got audited? <laughs> 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 it's probably the worst. They've been eaten. audited in the past, <laughs> yeah. so I heard. But, um, right. Extreme. It had been a number of years. I the assume bears a lot of, on you. I assume a lot of them places, probably all around the country, get audited. Just, I'm sure. It's just a, yeah. Any yeah. place Banks, where there's mountains, an, yeah, there's a there's pools, a big like everywhere yeah. is gonna get audited. Yeah. A big exactly. amount of, especially like international people working and stuff like that. I'm it's sure a prime they, ha they have to check for in. Sure. Yeah. So at this um, point, were you thinking, yeah. oh, I've just wasted my time going for this sponsorship where I should have been focusing on getting that the meeting, one, the when second she week, said, one year? I'm cutting you. My whole world just like 
You wish you could have reversed back in time. And I didn't even think the other reverse. Out. I was just like, was I just thought, care of. what the, what the <laughs> hell? What do I do now? So my immediate reaction, I went up the tram because I still had my pass and whatnot, and I went and saw my bosses and my friends, and I was like, they just told me. I'm done. I can't work. I, th- I can't mm-hmm. remember. I don't think I was working that day, but I was working within the next couple of days. And I was like, I'm done. Like they just said, I can't work because of X, Y, and Z. And this is two days before Christmas too. So yeah, yeah. great gift for you. Um, so then I went down from the mountain, went back home and then boom, straight on the internet, looking at everything, trying to find forums, the government web, like everything to try and support my case. Um, phoned up the immigration people who waited on the phone forever, asked them questions, mm-hmm. couldn't really give me a straight answer because I guess there's no official they handbook. No, yeah, they're talking rules. Yeah. So if he rules. asked this question, give him answer A, B, or C, and move on to yeah. the next question. There was none of that. And that led me to going to the border because I couldn't get an answer from them. So I went to the border to flagpole just to ask questions about what, What's what's the deal here? Like, but surely that. Oh man, that's that risky. Irrit- the that guy was that when was there leaving, when you're irritated. Oh, <laughs> he grilled me so hard. It was like I committed a crime just going wow. to ask a question. He was like, "Why are you here to ask a question?" I was, like, I was on the phone to your <laughs> your buddy. <laughs> he couldn't give me the answer, <laughs> so right I am. came to you. Um, yeah. Wow. So I got interrogated a bit at the border, didn't get an answer, and got sent home. So f- there and then. There and then. And so you mean I home is no in Vancouver, not in yeah, in, yeah, in North Van still. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Um, so I didn't have an answer of, am I implied on my working visa? Am I here? Like, no one was like, oh, you're here illegally, but no one was here like, you're here legally. It's a weird limbo. Can you work? Can, like, no one was giving me a straight yeah. answer. Um, so I came home and I immediately applied for a visitor visa because I wanted to get another application in to yeah. secure me to stay until a decision was made. And I kind of looked it up and it was like, if you do a paper application, it can take up to six months. If you do it online, it can take up to 90 days. But I was freaking out. So I wanted to do it online and just get myself 90 days and hope that it takes 89 days for them to make a decision. And then I can apply for something else. Just keep pushing, mm. working the system. Um, so I did that. But as soon as I made that application, it invalidates everything you had before it because, well, until a decision is made. You can't have like um, a dual status. It's like one or the other. Yeah, for sure. And as soon as, and that was approved pretty quickly. It wasn't the three months. It was Mm -hmm. approved within a month or six weeks. And this, going into it, the uh, visitor visa was like, I don't know, up to six months stay. So I was like, oh, if I get six months, more than enough time to kind of figure out my situation. But they gave me two weeks. <laughs> and and that's including the like postage time. So it turned up, I was like, oh, I have 10 days <laughs> yeah. of my visa left. And yeah. I was like, what the? <laughs> so I'm freaking out immediately from that and apply for another visit a visa um, to just try and get more than two weeks again well, that's the letter i was thinking of and it had a date you might and it just specifically says you must leave canada on and it's got a printed yeah, date so there. the first one i think was january 1st yeah like so new I year's day let go and you're on like, the 23rd and i got a letter saying i had to be out on january 1st 
and I got that within that time period. It wasn't like I got that on the 23rd of December. No, you yeah. got it close, and then this is all over a beer and burger too. So he's just like telling me this whole story. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> like scary stuff. That was a real troubling time. At that yeah. So as soon as I got that one, boom, straight online because I'm not working. Um, apply for another one, send that off, and I get that back fairly quickly again. So let call it four to six weeks again. Mm-hmm. So it pushes me over my date, but it's being decided so I can stay here. And then the next one comes and it's like, yeah, oh, you can stay for, I think it was one month. And I was like, well, that's a step up from two weeks, but yeah. <laughs> one month with postage as well is more like three weeks. So I'm kind of screwed again. I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, I thought these things are meant to be up to six months, up to six months. I thought I was going to get six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm struggling to pay rent, struggling to get food and all this. Like I'm eating into all my savings. It wasn't like I was earning much over the winter working as an instructor anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applied again. There's cause you can do it unlimited. Right. Okay. As a, wow. visitor. As a visitor. You just can't yep. work yep. legally. Yep. Um, so I applied again, but this time I wrote a letter with it, explaining my situation, asking for six months um and cut out the weight um they granted me not six months i think they gave me three compromise yeah yeah. and i was happy to compromise with that because it worked out with the release of the uk visas which had switched from from this whole time frame from one year to one two-year visa so rather than two one years yeah you can get one two year. Because we've done timing. the one, we were grandfathered in. Wow. That also so, must have been a bit of a slap in the face because you're like, fuck, couldn't they have just had this system yeah. a couple of years ago? Yeah. And yeah. I would have avoided all of we've this. All been gone. But the bonus was I could if I get it, I could come out with three years of working experience plus yep. six months of non working. So definitely, we've Time. had a f- we've had a few guests on the show by this point that have had their immigration stories. But I feel like Adam, of course, I've been personally connected to it. But just to see every step of the way, every slap in the face, we got two weeks here, three months there. Um, so to actually be sat in the room now as permanent residents feels damn good. I don't think we've quite had a story about time in Canada handed out in such like a piecemeal yeah like <laughs> yeah. little little bite sized rations Whoa, of like yeah, oh well, here you go oh a couple more weeks for you yeah, but we yeah, have to subtract the, the time that the letter was in the mail so well Mikey's talked about this in the past like yeah. we, we end up living our lives as a series of dates of arbitrary dates of you know you, the yeah. calendar you, your life is just yeah, every day it's you write, down. It's, yeah and it is a nightmare and it's very stressful yeah and this is these are the things we do for not just for our listeners mm. but for ourselves so here <laughs> yeah so here we are and like again i mean i'm I'm sitting here and i know you guys always comment when i don't talk about this visa stuff (laughs) because obviously i have no relation to any of it um but like i i will never and i i will never understand but i am also like so grateful and take for granted the fact that like people's lives either like the, the next two years of your life are predetermined for you or the next three days yeah. And like, there's kind of no in between, and it, and, it, and it's yeah. And this yeah. it's probably been the so far we haven't even completed the story, but it's been yeah. the most complicated to date. That's yeah, that's for sure that we've had. It was anywhere. crazy. I was weeks away from going home just mm. because I I had savings in the UK. 
Um, so I was using that to pay rent, buy my food, um, and it was disappearing quickly. Yeah, and, and you've got to think of mental health as well. Like you, you, you're kind of time's ticking down. You got to, is, is it really all worth it? And then it, you decide. And people don't understand unless you've been through it. Like you can vent, but unless someone's mm-hmm. yeah. really been through it, they just hear what you're saying. Yeah, Eric. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, nah. and this is this is why so many people like coming on this podcast because yeah. you can vent about these things. That's no, a little actually, bit of a therapy session. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what you said as well, James, is like you're on a visitor visa, so you got you can't work. So all you're doing is thinking. Yeah, you, the time you, to you, stew on it. You've got nothing else to do. Really, it's kind of worse. Yeah, than exactly. Just going home and yeah. But to me, at that time, going home was the worst thing in the world. Not because. I'd failed and said I was never coming home. I never said any of that. But there was nothing other than family and friends. Yeah. There was nothing there for me. And to go back and do the crappy work that I was doing, I couldn't face doing that. And I was so determined just to stay here. And if I spend all my money staying here, but I get my visa and make it through, I'm going to do it. And it was mm-hmm. just all on timing of when the UK... like. Every day, log on, refresh. Middle of the day, refresh. Evening, refresh. Oh, Finland's released their visas. Fuck Denmark. Finland. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the UK was like one of the last ones in my wow. version of the and story. And time does not. And, and these days we can say time is flying by because now we're all, you know, we're making the next steps for our lives. Time's going quick. You know, our seasons are here before we know it. But at that point, I can definitely talk from experience when you're going through something like this, this immigration, time drags. You are like, it's not in a good way either. As you said, visitor's visa, those weeks are, you're spending every meal. You've got to think about every bit of rent. It's, it's, it's a snail's pace. You can't go yeah. out because you can't spend money on beers or whatnot. But yeah, other people don't you. understand that. Let's mm-hmm. oh, just come out like it'll make you feel better. You just get in a depressed state, and oh, we saw Drake instead of <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Our life's so hard. Got <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's so tough, um, but yeah. And say so we we you know how it is, Eric. We always know. Of course, you're not gonna know, but we never think oh, you should understand. But the best analogy to use is if you went somewhere that you just felt like, say, you weren't happy with Vancouver, Canada, yeah. Kelowna. You went somewhere. Say you went back to England and fell in love with a place, and were like, "This is my new life. Yeah, and I'm going to do everything it takes to stay here." And suddenly you're having form shoved in your face applications coming out the wazoo oh yeah uh, and a- it means everything to you the difference is you'd be like oh, i've got to go back to canada god uh, whereas for us out here it's like it is just night and day going back to england it's yeah yeah it's it's like going, well i i gotta admit going back to australia wouldn't be the there worst we go thing in the yeah. worst <laughs> in the world, i'm not nah. too and no it's it definitely i'm that, not too worried about that and, that, and that, as someone that's got an australian girlfriend definitely this is a a point of definitely a point of argument because we're talking about that i feel like this is such an upgrade and i'm sure adam can Mm -hmm. relate as well it's such a huge upgrade in most senses especially if you're a nature lover um and just the i don't know just the feel of the place whereas Mm -hmm. australia you've grown up with the beaches the the lovely summers the forest the bush i've kind of just moved sideways yeah it's it's not a move up it's a it's a a lateral move exactly eric thank you it's just (laughs) something something different yeah, you got snow you know, now, which so. is, you know, and you're you know you love the board, and that that yeah. couldn't have been done in very select places in mm-hmm. Australia. Um, but yeah, very different to Perth, and and for us, the rain is an easy acclimatization for us. It's uh, Adam knows all about the waterproofs yeah. as well. He's uh, you know got all that over in North End especially. Mm-hmm. Yep. But and I think looking back at the UK now, and I just went back this summer for the first time in almost six years. 
Um, I think I could live in places in the UK, Ireland or Scotland for sure. Yeah. But they would be the places that closely replicate what we have here. Sure. And that wouldn't work for work. Yeah. Because um, it's just out there. Like mm-hmm. the Peak mm-hmm. District or yeah, like Northern districts. Scotland and I don't know, even the Southwest. Like obviously there's jobs and whatnot, but everyone wants to live and the nicest places in yeah, Edinburgh would yeah, be a, a hot contender as well. So. And I just, I just wasn't willing to, if I was going back, I was going back to where we're from. I'm going back dead broke. Like <laughs> it's pretty much like rock bottom back to square one. Um, yeah. And I couldn't face it. So I did everything I could to, to not without saying anything, yeah. incriminate any whoever's listening. You got listeners. Um, yeah. <laughs> But no, it's yes to each their own, isn't it? You know, it's never ever going to criticize people having a great life back there. I mean, if you're happy, that that's what matters. And yeah, and it's making this big step out here. I mean, it is it is the point of no return. Once you realize you can what you can have, you've had a little taste of it. Going back is definitely not something you can yeah really accept easily. Yes. Mm-hmm. Back to Kelowna, Eric. Sorry. Back to Kelowna, and no time soon. No, no, no. time soon. <laughs> New. Well. Adam, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but now you're... Uh, now you're a permanent resident. You're a permanent resident. Well, it's not really the end of the story. Not that it's a super exciting story, but <laughs> that was... Once that two-year was granted, that mm-hmm. was kind of like the massive sigh of relief. Like, boom, here's two years. Like, I can relax for at least a year and three months before I got to start thinking about... Yeah something else like there's no more working holiday visas i can get like this Mm -hmm. is my last shot and within these two years when i was like "Ah, i gotta go for uh residency so then i started looking into how people i knew got residency how things had changed since they got it uh the mountain used to do what they could do i think pmp to get you residency yeah i was doing Um, mine but that was no longer a thing because people would get it and then quit their job. So basically mm-hmm. use the mountain to get their residency and then dis- uh, disappear. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do that. I kind of wrote letters and chatted to people and did what I could do to see if they would do a one-off for me and I'd stay there longer term and I'd even sign a contract or whatever um, to promise this is a thing. Um, but that wasn't... It was kind of moving forward, but I felt like it was not, it was kind of falling on deaf ears. It was like, if you push it, maybe this will happen. But no guarantees. You're kind of wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, I started looking into how can I do this myself? And that's when I worked out that I would go through. Um, what are the ways you got PMP, so provincial nominee, federal, federal skilled. So I, did the, skilled skilled, I did the skilled worker way. And basically with that, you've got to kind of create a certain number of, you're basically a, a computer character. You've got you're to a build up NPC. a certain number of points. Yeah. The more points you have, the better you look to the country. Um, yeah. level, level up a bit. Yeah, so I had to figure out how, and the more skillful you are, it's, uh, if you're a lawyer or something, you're off the back, super skilled, you probably get a PMP if you're a lawyer. Someone, mm. Some companies paying to bring you out here. But yeah. 
if you're doing it off your own back, that's going to gain you points. And uh, guiding zipline tours isn't necessarily a skilled job, but teaching snowboarding lessons is. You got to learn a qualification. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I kind of figured out how I could make um, the ziplining thing and the winter thing work for me. And that was partly through working my way up, um, becoming uh, like a lead for the team and training people. Um, And it just, everything from everything not working out for me, things started to slot in. Even if it wasn't exactly, I could, piece it i could force the puzzle piece mm-hmm. in even if it didn't fit um and that application went through eventually but not without its own struggles yeah um which i can go into now if you <laughs> want to. Um, well yeah i i reckon that you know the trials and tribulations definitely well documented um yes. but i'd say over those years it hasn't all been that way now. We can fast forward a little bit, I think, and get to that moment where you got your permanent residency. Uh, it wasn't the, like, when I got it, it wasn't like the bittersweet, like, yes, I have it. Yeah. Because I've been through so much and it mm-hmm. wears you down so much. I guess it depends who you are as a person. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's enough to build some people to be like, jumping in the air like yes. <laughs> freeze frame credit but that's just, that's just not who i am it was more of like uh yes i've got it it's done now i can it's relax over for, i can relax for four years yeah it was yeah. like just a big twice as long it was just a big relax. a bit of a weight lifted off your yeah. off your shoulders yeah um, yeah because there is the picture perfect permanent residency where they give you the little Canadian flag and they're welcome to Canada and it's like all oh, a spectacle and there's obviously the other way that if you you're flag polling and which is for those that haven't listened uh, before or heard that term Adam mentioned it earlier flag polling is leaving the Canada going over to the other side coming back I think Mikey's mentioned it uh, before as well yeah yeah a few, a few guests have done it I don't think we've had any guests that have had a smooth transition no. into permanent residency <laughs> it there's there's always been hiccups and things like that so absolutely well, as eric knows even going to over the border with alcohol occasionally or a yes. beer, uh, even not even alcohol a beer no, list in- intention al- <laughs> intention to buy alcohol the intent is yeah. there yeah um but yeah i, I say it was bittersweet though adam you, you did get the pr and yeah. here we are now app- citizenship application is in um you know life in north van going great over there it's on its way yeah, I think, think have we is this our first guest that is in the citizenship the, their application is currently yeah if in? I'm not mistaken yeah I think yeah. so so w- what was that kind of application like because I know James and Laura his girlfriend yep. are about to do it yep. fairly soon so one of the reasons I did it was because I didn't want to renew my residency yes yeah. I'd done it once and it's a lot of work and everyone was saying it's way more work to do the reapplication for your five years um, than it is to apply for citizenship. I mean, yeah, there's there's no point, right? You mostly no. just get citizenship unless you're from a country where you have to revoke your yeah your passport. passport. But if yeah. you can hold dual citizenship, you mostly just do it. Yep. But the danger is because you have five years on your residency and you've gone through all these years of like. I've got one year, so I've got to make a decision in six months of what I do to stay here. Do I go home? Do I apply for this? Like you're always on short-term basis and then suddenly you're given five years 
it's such a relief and relaxation that you're like, ah. so when it comes to like citizenship and whatnot, you're like, ah, oh, I don't really want to. Yeah. I don't want to do again. that. Yeah, you yeah. Got, yeah th- that horrid thought of having to get onto them, I know people onto them forms and get back yeah. onto the computer. And it's awful. Mm-hmm. Document Ooh. checklist. People have been there way longer than me as residents and they haven't applied for citizenship. Because yeah. they're just like, I don't want to do it. I can't be bothered. And then it rolls around and it's like, oh, I should do it. Well, we but had a former guest DJ was on and uh, he came here at a very young age and he's still a permanent resident. And yeah. uh, that's over, over, you know, decades now. Well, yeah. Well, you mentioned someone even older. Wasn't it one of our... A mutual friend, Robin, you said he's deliberately electing to oh, never yeah. become a citizen. Yeah, he, he always just wants to be yeah. a resident. Yeah, and again, like I'm not sure that thought process when you say you can have dual citizenship, you don't lose any rights of where you're from or what you are, you're, you're dual, you're on e- even playing fields. Um, so yeah, I couldn't imagine just constantly renewing your PR. You might as well become a citizen, but I think maybe Robin has a slightly different process. Uh, maybe we'll get him on and find out. Yeah, yeah. To me as well, there's always that worry. Like with residency, someone can come in like a Trump and just say, we're changing the whole system. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe they're like, you've got whatever's left on your residency and after that, you can't renew it or you have to abide by this, this and this. Or you can get caught up in who knows what, some traffic stop or you're in the bar at the wrong time, you get charged with something. Now that's on your record. And that affects, it affects your, you becoming mm-hmm. a citizen, yeah. And you can't renew your residency off that. But if you have mm-hmm. a passport, they can't take away that unless you're a terrorist or yeah. <laughs> something mm-hmm. extreme like that, which I don't plan on growing any, up to be. So. No, I haven't had a terrorist on the show yet. <laughs> any terrorists, yeah. Any future guests, terrorists. Hopefully not. <laughs> terrorists, don't listen. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, don't fucking listen. But yeah, that, that date does soon come around. So when you are presented yeah. with your permanent residency card, because that's the thing, you go and do your you know we talked about this in the past as well um you go through you get your piece of paper that becomes a permanent residency card with an expiry date on it so you're already looking at another expiry date it may be five years into the mm-hmm. future but just like i remember getting my student id card for university like 2011 that's so far in the future mm. when i was in 2008 uh and now it's like 2021 is my pr date and uh, i think yours as well adam right it'll be uh probably i don't even look at it now because <laughs> i just want even know. i just want the password hey, yeah, yeah. It's it's counting down pretty quick, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. That, and, that and, date. and basically there's a, a, a citizenship calculator you can do online. It tells you since you became a PR when you're eligible to apply for citizenship. So you are, again, another little date in your mind, just working in the background of your life. Uh, for me, it was actually uh, March this year. Um, but I've decided to hang on till Laura gets her date so we can just apply at the same time. And then there we go. We're just both uh, going through those citizenship motions. And, That's uh, very cute. Oh, you know. Very yeah, cute. So you guys like little. to dress up the same and do <laughs> your citizenship <laughs> the same. Yeah, Laura will, uh, again, <laughs> we'll get her back on at some point to <laughs> yeah. talk about her wishes of that. Um, but yeah, I know it's been great. Uh, say, it's, it's, it's one of those amazing things, like having a lifelong friend here in Vancouver. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, yeah it's kind of surreal. I can't, I, I, yeah. My friend Sam, I knew from back home, but we're not like lifelong friends. It must be really a surreal situation. Kind of weird to have such parallel yeah lives we it's weird that we ended up here and it was never pl- like it wasn't no. planned like it yeah. was coincidence the whole like that yeah. we went into art we went to the same colleges not in the same classes or in the same years but just happened to be there we yeah did the same things yeah and that's a really cool thing because we can kind of hark back to any kind of moment in life and know that 
you know where we where we, what we were up to and I've, it's actually quite I haven't told you this yet Adam but uh, your childhood house so on Glenburgh yeah, yeah. Drive for any bell tingers um, <laughs> there's uh, someone has moved into that house uh, that is a mutual friend oh, and really? her and her boyfriend has moved into my childhood home <laughs> so right wow. now there is a lady who are there only like 10 people wow. that live in your Canterbury Down and they boy. just trade homes every <laughs> couple of years uh, yeah, there's a, there's ten people. I knew uh, changing the soundboard uh, would would. I'm I'm glad it fucked you up oh because you were the one that were fucking with it. <laughs> but yeah, as a, there's yeah there's ten people in Canterbury, and as Eric would tell you from someone he met from Canterbury, apparently they're all winos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. According to according one to one one person but, I met through work, but uh, but yeah, I was just talking to my mum the other day, and it's uh, there was like you know child groups, like baby new mothers groups, where you get your your babies, and you know you're just hanging out with other other mothers and kids and yeah. um and this lady she stayed in touch with for this whole time because her kid went to the same school as me and adam her name is emma um and yeah. then yeah I, so I have heard you heard that yes yeah, i so, have heard uh, it vaguely not the full i think once we left was it as soon as we left they moved in i can't remember no. but i did hear vaguely somewhere along the lines i think it was my mum that told me yeah something like that yeah because this uh, this lady knew mama uh the mother of uh, of emma so we're all little babies all in the same year she worked at a restaurant which is now shut down it's the harvester which is a belt, yeah. uh, home-based staple used to be near adam's house um close. is that the one that's near where my parents live yeah now. yeah it's yeah, now yeah. shut down which yeah. is a, you get a free salad bar you know so it's a small place <laughs> it's small. <laughs> uh, but anyway De- debbie that she was working there she was like oh um yeah so my boyfriend now and she said to my mom she now lives in in your old house so it's like my childhood 56 huh? glenbervy drive <laughs> yeah that wasn't it 58 <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows it better than <laughs> yeah i know i know your uh, your childhood and better weird uh, but yeah so she's living in adam's house and her boyfriend now living the odds of that living in my childhood home is Pretty insane, um, and here you are, yeah, both here we on are in Vancouver, Canada's three hundred and fifty eighth most successful podcast. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that's, and, uh, that's crazy. And again, a little thing here, uh, Vancouver just voted. I don't know; these things are pretty arbitrary, but uh, 2019, fifth most livable city in the world. Wow, yeah, Very and fifty cool. fifth friendliest. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, somewhere down there. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's funny. That. We haven't really talked much about that as well. Like no. people do say that the friendliness of Vancouver. And, oh, you are, do you think it's friendly here? You mm-hmm. wait till you go to you know insert Canadian city here. Yeah, apparently um, we're very low on the list. Yeah, we're down there. I could see that. Yeah, what, what about you, Adam? Have you found the the general uh, Vancouverite to be? <sighs> Coming from where we're from, I'd say everyone's pretty. Yeah. Chilled and <laughs> polite. Uh, they hold a door um, open for you, whereas the, in England that was me doing it. And I think like, there's a difference between politeness and friendliness. Though. I think oh, where yeah, we're from, way. it's how you're brought up, whereas coming here, it's just ingrained in everyone. But I guess, I don't know, going to the sticks, maybe it's even more ramped up. Yeah, and yeah. I think the the disbelief of an accent or something in the sticks as well is like they just oh my god is is that a British accent? My, my yeah. grandmother was British, you know. It's like this real kind of kindred spirit. Type I thing. want James to do more accent. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Now. You you will regret that. Uh, now we said it. Um, 
But yeah, Adam, we like to get into a regular segment on the show, the Whinge Binge. And, oh yeah, and, uh, Whinge Binge. Yeah, and our last, uh, again, we're out of timeline here on our episode releases, but uh, one of our most recent guests, Andy Bird, shout out to the Birdman. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was a good one. That was great. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Really good with Caught accents. Who's <laughs> been practicing? A- accents and impressions have been getting that ready yeah. all week. Um, but well, there's uh, only eight buttons on the soundboard, so James <laughs> has to fill in for, yeah. some, for um, extras. But uh, that, that latest episode, uh, segment of Whinge Binge, it didn't yield the best results, so I think that you're on the opposite side of the coin. I think you'd have a few things to uh, to say in our. You know what a winch is. You're a regular listener. Yeah. Uh, what would I win? I'd. I guess my biggest thing, but I don't know if it's like a millennial. I'm air quoting Fucking as I say millennial. Yeah. Put down your avocado toast, mate. But the Eric, the, he's, Eric he's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> the pricing of housing and apartments is. The biggest thing because that's where mine and my girlfriend shout out Laura, hey Laura, my Laura. Yeah, we got. That's uh, oh, thing. what? Ooh. Hang on a minute. I'm not sure what's. No, oh, yeah. James. James. <laughs> wrong button. That's that one. No, okay. it's not. No, no it's not. not. Gonna, I'm getting a bit button the happy. The soundboard is out of control. But, but yeah, I'm that, sorry, folks. That is another parallel. So me and Adam happened to have met someone both named Laura. So it is the typical like, how's your Laura doing? That's fucking weird. Yeah. Wow. Are they, do they get along? They do, actually. Yeah, oh, and uh, that's great. and Adam's got another little announcement to make. Uh, some, <gasps> something happening in 2020. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, well, yeah, the next the next step along the way of citizenship and living mm-hmm. here permanently is getting married to, to oh. Laura. Yeah. So, but, so you're only getting married for... Oh, <laughs> yeah, for my passport. No, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. <laughs> Just want to clear that up. Clear that up. Oh, so that's 20... That's July 25th. 2020. Wow, so it's already booked wow. in everything. So this has been in the work. It's in the work. Very nice. Well, congratulations. Yeah. A July Thank wedding. Yeah. That's, we, that's the dream. Beautiful. Is uh, the young man here going to be yeah. featured, you know, uh, anyway? He's got his save the date. We're present. only at the save the date Excellent. right now. Excellent. Yeah, I'll be Excellent. present. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the thing you asked about our Laura's getting on. Uh, Laura being a wedding planner, catering manager, etc. Uh, definitely been in a few talks about that, getting the food sorted, getting over to the wedding, being kind of a part of it in that way too. Yeah, very Mate, nice. Mate, I ran into Laura, James's Laura. Hi, Laura. Yep. Well, I didn't run into her. I nearly ran her over in the bus the other day, but I saw, oh, really? I saw her again. again. Yeah, because Mikey nearly literally ran into her. The, or One she time. nearly ran into you. Yeah, yeah. But I was driving, I was driving down. It was, it was dark. It was pitch black and she was running. I assume running home from work. Yeah. That's but pitch usual. black these days, it could have been five o'clock. Mm-hmm. But True. we had like a, a quick wave. But yeah, she was trying to get my attention and like <laughs> waving like crazy. I'm like, crazy person. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were actually, uh, I t- yeah. said to the lads before we come on air, we were talking about what we've been up to. And uh, yeah, I've been going to the gym a little bit regularly because with these darker Very nights, nice. yeah, darker nights, rainier days, uh, the mountain biking gets a little trickier this time of year. And that's where I get a lot of my kind of cardio going. Yeah, um, it, it's a matter of finding finding things to do yeah. yeah we found a little place in dunbar so that's a little family friendly community nearby um and we were all set me and laura had a day off and we we're like let's go to the gym let's work out together you know we don't get a chance to do that let's just do it and uh, we we're all excited there was a sauna there and i'm happy to you know sweat out the old impurities let's get this uh, this this uh, week on track mm-hmm. and uh, got there and uh, big notice on the door there the fitness center is closed so, uh, <laughs> you were not far off, actually. Uh, there had been a toilet backed up and flooded Ooh. the whole gym. Oh, so a uh, shitty gym 
Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and we but we were like pulling up. That's our record. I think we've gone about <laughs> six episodes without talking been, about shit. We've been so shit, well. shit free. I the think ki- as long the calendar as it, reverts back to zero without shit talk here, episodes yes. without yeah. shit talk. It's like the immigration countdown. There's the shit countdown. There's always yeah. the deadlines always in the way. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we we were kind of devastated. It's like you can imagine it. Me and Laura there, like happy mm-hmm. pulling into the car. This is so great. This is so close to us, right? Like we, it's amazing. We've never been here before. Got this one day to go, and it's like all shut. And uh, we, uh, we saw the window and there was no one on the machines we're like oh look at this like, the whole gym to us yeah well, oh, it's gonna be great yeah perfect timing and then uh yeah sorry there's been uh there's been shite flooding all over the, the stuff yeah um so yeah left that one but uh gymming has been great and uh yeah feeling feeling good motivated clear-headed yeah. excellent um, yeah nearly time for the grouse grind eric we're yeah still. no it's sometime um maybe next year <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah we uh well before we started recording tonight too uh we did or I did anyways, reach out on Instagram uh, for listener submissions, last minute emails or uh, Instagram DMs or anything like that. You could have easily left it at we. You didn't have to revert to <laughs> saying, well, I did. Well, yeah, he took a bloody selfie over there. Okay, I did. I did take a did selfie, but anything? I also took a picture of you two. Did we any- did get you? anything coming in? We did. We did get a few. Um, so uh, they, they come... Uh, in in all forms today, some some are a little bit cheeky, such as my, um, from uh, Stephanie, who writes in my friend Steph. Shouts out Steph. Hi Steph. She she, uh, she says, "Wow, uh, such an honor and a privilege to be on the podcast. Thank you so much. Wow, I hope you read this. It will make my life." So hey, there we go. Uh, living abroad. She's, just, she's just assuming that we read every email. Yeah, <laughs> Taking the, not not true. We no, have no. A vigorous. Um, I mean, there's oh, hundreds. There's hundreds. Yeah, guys, you're seeing me here. I've Eric scrolling through, through wow. an incredible yeah, just, rate. Yeah, and, thumb, um, thumb cramps. But consider your yeah. life mate, Stephanie. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you for emailing. Yeah, exactly. In. We had Jordan earlier, uh, Colin Meal Millennial, an entitled millennial, yep. back from LA. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, another uh, a little bit more personal one uh, from my brother, who writes oh, Eric. Could be really p- <laughs> he says Eric, mom's wondering why you never call anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eric. Um, Tighten up the screws. So, uh, phone lines don't go through to Kelowna yet, mom. So no, no, no. Um, no, we're uh, yeah, the carrier pigeons on its way, <laughs> yeah. but um, we did we did get one, I guess. Uh, not not much more of a serious note, but a more of a long form email. So those were the Instagram DMs, uh, but we did get one from a former colleague of ours, I guess we'd call her, and it's a rather complimentary email um, titled "Sometimes When I Can't Sleep." So are we so going to name her? Um, we're just going to go with colleagues. Uh, she doesn't know, so sign her name at the bottom, so okay. maybe I won't. Gray area. But uh, she knows who she is. Uh, she says, I hello, so. boys. Just so you know, I am currently, in brackets, temporarily, all alone in Nepal. Sleeping alone in hotels, I get really scared at night because I think I'll see something in the mirror when I walk by. Well, that's what how mirrors work. You see your reflection. <laughs> but She's listening to a Halloween episode. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so my solution has been to listen to your beautiful voices. Again, in brackets, except when I usually mute it when Eric speaks. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like I'm hanging out with my bestest friends. Love you guys. And don't forget that you are all awesome. In brackets, except you know who. XOXOXO, love the bing bong queen. Just oh, gave her identity so, uh, away. Thanks, Bing Bong Queen. Excellent. Thanks. The Bing Bong thanks. Queen. Yeah, she signed it with a uh, with an alias. So, um, yeah, we uh, 
we're happy to hear from our listeners. And as usual, if you want to uh, send us more submissions or anything like that, I think we should actually keep doing this is posting on our Instagrams just before we record because it seems to kind of elicit more user submission in the moment. Exactly. We live in 2019 here, guys. Everything is live streamed <laughs> except our podcast that comes out weeks after we record. But yeah. Exactly. Anyways. I, Mikey's got something. I, I, it's only from my parents. It's got nothing to do with living abroad. Hey, that's okay. As I said, I asked dad what he thinks of the show and he said, yep, I watch it every week. <laughs> so Perfect. Clearly, he's not, he doesn't know what it is. But thanks for listening. It's another viewer. Yeah. Cool. So at the moment, Australia has like this scheme where okay. like pensioners get a free holiday. Oh. To like beef up the industry. Well, pensioners are doing fuck all. Let's yeah. beef up the tourism industry. Yeah. So within Australia or Within anywhere? Australia. And is your dad uh, falling into the pension category? Uh, they're both well and truly they're into in there, the pension yeah. category. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you. Hi, Mikey. As you can see from the photos, dad and I um, are on our free pensioner travel holiday. Mum just... Uh, figured out how to share photos on WhatsApp, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read through this quickly, but it's the end that will really grab your attention. Coach to Esperance for three nights, then coach to Kalgoorlie for three nights, then train home tomorrow. Could really have done with you on the 15 hours. Coach travel as the bus driver didn't say a word. And then they sign off with, off for a guided tour now of the last operating brothel in Kalgoorlie. <laughs> Lots of love. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just signing off Ooh, on that. So it's a swingers off holiday. <laughs> the last operating brothel. So it's still operating. I was yeah. like, usually mum writes the messages, but I feel like it could have been the old man that's written this off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need a bro- brothel. on the operating. Uh, brothel review. But that's pretty much the only message that I get from anyone wow. else. But, uh, that's nice. My mom still hasn't written in and I will not be calling her after this episode. Yeah. Just kidding. I love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a bit of a mom heavy episode as well. Actually. I we think so. We all mentioned our mamas. So uh, yeah. hello, hello, hello. Oh, I think we all <laughs> owe them a call at the end of this episode. We do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I uh, think that James, did you hear any, any submissions this week? Uh, I was just actually frantically checking my phone and uh, no, the well is truly dry. But uh, (laughs) Hey, that's okay. (laughs) But no, when I I, I do uh, manage to call back to my family a couple of times a week and we, uh, you know, that's my moment when I I check in and my nan still does say she listens. But again, I think it's a bit of a Mikey's dad situation where it's like, uh, she's like, oh yeah, that that one is really good. And I just like, oh yeah, we've 19 episodes now, Nana. Great. Um, uh, She's like, yeah, I've tuned into the FM, FM freak. Frequency. I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> but I did get a, a very sweet uh, email from her. Actually, it's non-living or broadcast related, but it was uh, next is a, a big clothing store in England. She was like, uh, "Hi, James, can you uh, check the next website because I want to send you a nice pair of cargo shorts for Christmas?" Oh, uh, so uh, so that's no, nice. No, no link. Were they uh, the zip-off ones? No, I hope no, so. No link at all. Just uh, can you check the website and see what you nice. want? And I was like, "Oh, wow. you know, so going to go on a holiday." Now, don't worry. I'll find cargo shorts at the Magic Thrift. <laughs> Yeah, the magic thrift will deliver. Um, But yeah, you always ask me. I actually overheard a lady yesterday. I was in the thrift, of course. uh, And she said, uh, she was telling a a guy that was with her, she was just like, to find the really good finds, you you do have to come in here. You know, you have to be one of those people that comes in like every day. 
I'm just like, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true that. Uh, but no, no, I, I uh, you know, I, I usually leave it a couple of days to uh, accrue and then uh, come in at the, you know, nice mm-hmm. and early. Make sure if you want uh, thrift tips with James Wade, then, you know, that's another segment. That uh, might that's be another fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can is. just imagine like James is like sitting on the rooftop with like a, with like a sniper scope. Yeah. Across the road. <laughs> as soon as a new item comes into the window, he's yeah. straight down there. Well, it's, it's weird because I've talked about the Magic Thrift uh, 41st. Again, I don't like to advertise it too much. Mm. But, but that one is actually, there's been a, a shift in power. Now it's uh, Stevens and Broadway Salvation Army is the one because there's been a bit of a, they've changed the, uh, the layout in there now. So you walk into the 41st one. And it's just not how I remember it. It's a shadow of oh. his former self. Yeah. Wow. Um, they don't wow. stock it up as regularly. The Sounds DVD. like you're trying to mm. distract people away from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I could, I could uh, sense that as well, Adam. Yeah. I could definitely, I could you got me. smell you something got me. there. Um, but yeah, I've had, I had good luck at the, the stages, Yeah, yeah. 12th and Main. It's great. Salvation <laughs> Army over there. Oh, what's yeah. Up? Hey, yeah. guys, Have never seen, go um, to the Magic Thrift. <laughs> Do not go there. Yeah, it's shit it. now. It's awful. Uh, have you seen, talking of 12th and Main, have you seen that security guard down there? Uh, I was just there yesterday she, and I, uh, didn't, I, if I did notice a security guard, I didn't pay much attention. She is straight out of the eighties. Like she's a, a lovely lady, but she's got uh bleach blonde, very eighties hair. Like she's okay. cyberpunk kind of blade runner kind hmm. of. Um, and she is the, the security guard there every day, walking around with her arms folded, uh, checking that you everything's above wow. board. So yeah, you, you, well, next you, time I'm in there, I'll tell her about living abroad. Please do. And I, I think she is actually Ukrainian or, you know, oh. she, so she's, you know, she's got an well, accent. So potentially she, a future guest. She could be on. Yeah. How life is a uh, security guard at Salvation uh, 12th, 12th and Main. Well, if uh, you are a security guard at a Salvation <laughs> Army or uh, just a person who happens upon our show or any of our like regular listeners or a person living abroad or you've been shared this podcast, however the fuck it gets around. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll let you know how to find us. We are livingabroadcast at gmail.com. If you feel like sending us an, an email, we're living a broadcast on Instagram. If I ever get around to, if I ever get around to using the Twitter, it is at yes. living abroad pod. I uh, still haven't tweeted except to Elon Musk one time. Um, so anyways, I think we should sign off for this week, guys. Um, Adam, thank you for joining yeah, us. Do you so have much. anything you need to promote or anything like that? Grouse Mountain ski season coming up. Uh, Ski I don't with the really bears. promote anything <laughs> <laughs> on their behalf. Um, did James enough. bring it's his diary from traveling? I only bring that up because I think we've read through it yeah. in the past Ooh, a bunch drunk. of times. And Very drunk. Oh my God. Can we Listeners, do like a one-off drunk episode of just James and Adam? <laughs> <laughs> just you two reading James' sure. diary? I'll tune in just yeah. for that. Well, <laughs> okay. well, you won't have to tune in because yeah. you'll be on it. But right. yeah. <laughs> you'll be like, but this is the thing. I think uh, we will have Adam back. We, we've touched yeah, on yeah. The, the immigration journey. It's That's like the whole, basically everything we've chatted about. It's yeah. been one hell of a journey. Tip of the iceberg though, I'm sure. Very much so. A bit so. of a part one almost. You part could one, say, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Cool. Save the rest for part two. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's been Living a Broadcast for this week. Uh, Thanks again, Adam, for joining us. My name is Eric. I've been James. Mikey. Thank you for listening.